with sweat and emotion. He would be taking the prize into port, and, as she was a frigate, he almost certainly would be made post a captain himself. Lawrence was only mildly pleased. Though Gibbs had done his duty reasonably, the man had been imposed on him by the Admiralty, and they had not become intimates. He had wanted Riley in the first lieutenant's place, and, if he had been given his way, Riley would now be the one getting his step. "'Very well. What's all this, then?' Lawrence said now. The hands were clustered about an oddly placed bulkhead towards the stern area of the hold, neglecting the work of cataloguing the captured ship's stores. "'Sir, if you will step this way,' Gibbs said. "'Make way there,' he ordered, and the hands backed away from what Lawrence now saw was a doorway set inside a wall that had been built across the back of the hold recently, for the lumber was markedly lighter than the surrounding planks. Ducking through the low door, he found himself in a small chamber with a strange appearance. The walls had been reinforced with actual metal, which must have added a great deal of unnecessary weight to the ship, and the floor was padded with old sailcloth. In addition, there was a small coal stove in the corner, though this was not presently in use. The only object stored within the room was a large crate, roughly the height of a man's waist and as wide, and this was made fast to the floor on walls by means of thick hawsers attached to metal rings. "'Mr. Gibbs, I think we shall have a look inside,' Lawrence said, stepping out of the way. The top of the crate was thoroughly nailed down, but eventually yielded to the many willing hands. They pried it off and lifted out the top layer of packing, and many heads craned forward at the same time to see. No one spoke, and in silence Lawrence stared at the shining curve of eggshell rising out of the heaped straw. It was scarcely possible to believe. "'Pass the word for Mr. Pollitt,' he said at last. His voice sounded only a little strained. "'Mr. Riley, pray be sure those lashings are quite secure.' Riley did not immediately answer, too busy staring. Then he jerked to attention and said hastily, "'Yes, sir,' and bent to check the bindings. Lawrence stepped closer and gazed down at the egg. There could hardly be any doubt as to its nature. It was smooth and hard to the touch. He withdrew almost at once, not wanting to risk doing it some harm. Mr. Pollitt came down into the hold in his awkward way, clinging to the ladder edges with both hands and leaving bloody prints upon it. He was no kind of a sailor, having become a naval surgeon only at the late age of thirty, after some unspecified disappointments on land. He was nevertheless a genial man, well-liked by the crew, even if his hand was not always the steadiest at the operating table. "'Yes, sir,' he said, then saw the egg. "'Good Lord above!' "'It is a dragon egg, then, hmm?' Lawrence said. "'Oh, yes, indeed, Captain.' The size alone shows that. Mr. Pollitt had wiped his hands on his apron and was already brushing more straw away from the top, trying to see the extent. My, it is quite ardent already. You'll have soon. I'll have to consult my books to be certain, but I believe that Badke's bestiary states with authority that when the shell has fully hardened, hatching will occur within a week. Oh, what a splendid specimen. I must get my measuring cords. 
He bustled away, and Lawrence exchanged a glance with Gibbs and Riley, moving closer so they might speak without being overheard by the lingering Gorkers. "'At least three weeks from Madeira with a fair wind, would you say?' Lawrence said quietly. "'At best, sir,' Gibbs said, nodding. "'I cannot imagine how they came to be here with it,' Riley said. "'What do you mean to do, sir?' Oh, "'I'm damned if I know, Tom, but I suppose I will go and return the French captain his sword. "'It is no wonder he fought so furiously, after all.' "'Except, of course, he did know. "'There was only one possible solution.' unpleasant as it might be to contemplate. Lawrence watched broodingly while the egg was transferred, still in its crate, over to the Reliant, the only grim man, except for the French officers. He had granted them the liberty of the quarter-deck, and they watched the slow process glumly from the rail. All around them, smiles wreathed every sailor's face. Pride.